One more time, why don't we just lift our hands up to heaven? Come on. Come on. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get past that flesh. We're just warming up. Come on. Come on, intercessors. I need you right now. Yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Hey, God is so, so good. God is going to do something so special in this house this morning. There are angels throughout this room right now. God's spirit is flowing throughout this room right now, and you just got to tap into it. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. As you make your way back to your seats, if you would go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be in the whole entire world than right here with you people in the presence of God. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Stand fast therein, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Somebody say free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And just for a little bit this morning, I want to preach on this scripture. I want to preach a message on refresh. You may be seated. Refresh. I don't know. Has someone preached this message lately? Has there, did, bit, did Pastor Paulson preach on refresh? Because I, I got this title this morning, and, and I thought he might have. But if he did, I'm going to borrow it. Okay, I'm not stealing it, but I'm going to borrow it. But stand fast, therefore, in the liberty and the freedom, the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. There's something about standing fast for God. There are situations in life that's all you can do sometimes is just stand fast. Sometimes life brings circumstances and all you can do is just patiently wait and stand fast and wait upon the Lord. Can I get an amen? Amen. And it says, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I tell you what, one thing I never want to forget in my life is I never want to forget what bondage God brought me from. And he brought me to peace and he brought me to joy. And if you've not experienced this true peace and this true joy that's spoken here this morning that Paul talks about, that freedom and that liberty, it's hope and it's peace and it's joy, unspeakable. If you've not experienced this before, you have access to experience it today. I said, you have access to experience it today. Today is going to be the best day of your life. But it's up to you. It is up to you what you're going to do when God starts moving. But I remember a time in my life where I was hopeless, that I had nothing. I was broken, and God had broken me, and I was so, so hurting, and I was angry, and I was bitter, and I had unforgiveness in my life. And I was searching, and I was seeking for what we have today. What we feel right now 
I searched high and low, bar stool to drug to drug, and I didn't find it ever until I walked into a church and felt the presence of the Holy Ghost for the very first time. And I tell you what, when I received the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in tongues, I said, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. That's what I've been searching for. That's the peace. That's the joy that I've been looking for. Because that bondage was instantly removed and joy and peace was introduced into my life. How many of you guys want that this morning? But you're, if you want that, you're in the right place. And here's the thing. No matter how long you've been living for God, you can still get it. No matter how long you've been doing this thing, we all get burnt out. We all get wore out, don't we? We all rust out. If we didn't, we wouldn't need God. Praise God. So if you're burnt out today, if you're rusted out today, if you're just tired and weary, you're in the right place. Because there's going to be a refreshing of God's spirit that's poured out this afternoon. There's going to be something very special. God started something and he's going to finish it when we get done. Amen. There is nothing like the joy and the peace of the Holy Ghost that we feel here today. And I know when you're in that situation where you see no peace and you see no hope. I know how it is when the enemy robs sleep from you. And, and all you can think about it is your, your situation and it consumes you. And the last thing you're thinking of is, yeah, I can find peace in this situation. That's the last thing you're thinking of. You want to know why? Because the enemy is sitting there whispering in your ear. I've been there where hope was not found and joy was nowhere to be found. But I'm telling you and I'm trying to convince you today in the Holy Ghost that there is true peace and true hope for your situation today. Today is a day for salvation. Today can be different. Today can start a whole new theme in your life. If you allow God to move, but it's going to take you to step out of your flesh. It's going to take you to step out into faith, into unknown territory. And God, it's going to take you to humble yourself and to take up your cross today. And that's not always easy, but it's required if you want the true peace, the true joy, and the true hope in your life. But living for God is the best thing you will ever do in your life. Can I get an amen? Are we apostolic? Come on. Living for God is the best thing that you will ever do in your life. And there are faithful saints here that can tell you that. But there are also faithful saints here saying it could be one of the hardest things you ever do in life too. Now we don't get much amens about that, do we? But where the rubber meets the road is, hey, I tell you what, living for God, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love it. I love the peace. I love the joy. I love the, the word of God and, and coming to church with you lovely people and hearing the preach word. But the reality is that it's not always like that. The reality is, is Brother Gabe comes to church and puts a smile on his face sometimes. But inside me, I'm just all bound up, tangled up, not feeling like smiling. But I smile. That doesn't make me a hypocrite. Just makes me human. All right? Because I stand firm on the word and I know that every day is not going to be roses and every day is not going to be easy to live. And you guys know that. You saints of God, you faithful men and women of God, you know that this is the best thing you've ever done in your life. But there are times, and it might be a time in your life right now, that it is one of the hardest things you've done. 
You might be going through something that you're, you've just been going thing after thing and storm after storm and, and hurdle after hurdle and mountain after mountain, which we talked about Wednesday, but it's like it never ends. You might just feel numb and you don't feel God. You don't know where God's even at. You might be in that situation right now. God might be turning the chapter in your book and you might be going through transition in your life and he's taking you to deeper realms with him. And in order to do that, there's things that he's showing you that you need to extract out of your life. And it's not easy. But I didn't hear anything what Brother Pete talked about other than what he closed with this morning on failures. And failures are not a bad thing. But if you're not careful, the enemy and your flesh will use that and beat you up day in and day out, day in and day out. But failures are not fatal. So what determines us failing? Like Pete said, Brother Pete said, I think our definition of failing is totally different than what the Bible talks about. As Brother Pete had said, I believe when you fail, when you truly fail in life, it's when you decide and you make the decision up, I'm not getting back up. I'm staying down. Because there's just something about God has to bring us to our knees with certain things in our life. And sometimes if we're not careful, that looks like failure in our life. But in God's eyes, it looks like growth. It looks like spiritual pruning. But if we're not careful, we can see it as us failing. And we can just give it up. But there is a special mantle being introduced to this next generation. And I preached this in Jamestown this week. But there is a mantle that God is, is casting forth that we need to stand up. And we need to rise up to the occasion. And we need to catch this mantle. We need to catch it. Every single day we need to take up our cross and we need to say, you know what, I don't care how I feel. I don't care what's coming against me. I don't care what I'm going through. i got a made-up mind and there is no plan B. There's only plan A. And for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord no matter what comes my way. No matter if depression comes or anxiety comes or anger comes. If I lose lost ones, whatever it might be, you have to have a made-up mind that I'm not turning my back on God because he's never turned my back on me before God's faithful he's faithful but the truth is there will be days filled with tears and there will be days filled with pain physical pain spiritual pain there will be days you feel no one cares about you you feel a million miles away there will be days and nights where you lose sleep there will be days that you feel broken and lost and confused. There will be prayers that you pray that you will feel like God doesn't even hear. And there will be things that go through your life that you have no idea why it's happening to you. There will be days of hardness. But can I tell you, that's why Paul pens the words to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. He says, thou therefore endure hardness. Somebody say hardness. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. And he goes and he expands. He says, no man that warreth, no man that warreth. If we're warring, which we are warring, listen to this. Entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Listen, we're warring, we're fighting, we're in a battle every single day. And in my opinion, one of the greatest things that the enemy can do is convince you that you're not in a battle. 
He can convince you that you're okay with God and everything is, you're just right. You can go to church and you don't need to expand. You don't need to grow. You can just be who you want to be. And you're not going through any hardship. Everybody else is, but you won't. That's a deception because we go through things in life and we know that. But we need to endure hardness as good soldiers in Christ, as Paul tells us. But there will be times in our walk with God that we must endure this hardness as a soldier. This is something that is not easy or it's not pleasing to us, but it is required of God's people. And I tell the inmates at the prison when I go there and preach, I mean, I got, I got people in there for robbery up to murder. And I sit there and I tell them, listen, you want to be a soldier for Christ? You want to live for God? It's not easy. <laughs> and I said, there's no punks in the kingdom of God. I said, you want to stand for something, you can stand up for Jesus. Don't stand up for the worldly things. Don't stand up for the things of this world. Don't get entangled with the things of this world. But if you want to stand for something, stand for Jesus. But we are soldiers for God. When you sign that line, when you applied the blood of Jesus to your life, regardless if you like it or not, you signed up and now you are in the military of Christ. You are part of the body of Christ. And let me tell you something, we need each other. Every single person in this room should have shouted amen. We need each other. We cannot do this by ourselves. We are the body of Christ. And if we are the body of Christ, some of us are arms and some of us are legs and some of us are toes and fingers. And we need each other to operate. And not only in the body of Christ, but outside these four walls, we need each other. Lifting each other up in prayer when we're going through things. When we're sick and we're feeling doubt and shame. We need our brothers and our sisters praying for us day in and day out. I need you. I need you. And I tell you what, our pastor needs us. I, I've never pastored a church, and I, nor do I want to. But that is a heavy load to carry. That is such a heavy burden to carry. And I tell you what, he needs the prayers of the saints every single day to lift him up. Him and his wife and his children, they need our prayers. They need our prayers. Because they go through things that we don't go through because he is the Lord's anointed. And there is a target on him and his family's back. And he needs our prayers. I'm so out, so out of my notes right now, but I'm just here to tell you that the body of Christ, we need to come together and we need to stay together because we need each other and the man of God needs us and he needs our prayers. Pray, pray. We're nothing without prayer. There's been times where I've struggled and, and I know there's been saints of God praying for me. Prayer goes where we can't go. I remember there was a time in my life and I had hit rock bottom. It was right before I got saved. And I was so depressed. I was so angry. I couldn't even go and look at myself in the bathroom at the mirror. I would start weeping and I would start crying. And I was, always, I was hungry for something I've never tasted and I've never seen. But I didn't know what it was. And I remember my mama calling me and she would tell me, Gabriel, I'm praying for you. And I would say, stop praying for me. I can literally feel your prayers upon me. That's what prayer does. We can feel the prayers of the saints. An apostolic man or sister of God that prays touches the throne of God. Your prayers touch the throne of God even when you don't feel like they are because he's working because he's a, may, a way maker. 
And there are situations in your life that you don't see anything moving and anything going on. But he's moving things. I'm telling you that right now. He's working things out. It's very imperative that we don't allow our carnality to look at our current situation and allow that to dictate what God wants to do in our life. We can't allow that to dictate and tell us that we're not loved or God doesn't want to use us. Because it's in the times of failure that we feel that God is pruning us into something he wants us to be. You look at mighty men of God, you look at Peter and you look at John, you look at Paul, you look at King David, you look at all these Noah and Jonah, all these men, Moses, mighty men of God that God used in the Bible. They all went through something in life. They all felt failure. They all had this sleepless nights. They all cried themselves to sleep. They all felt alone at one time when God was still there. But for a lot of those men, we have something that they don't have. We have the name of Jesus, and we have his spirit living in us. And we have access to those things 24-7. We have access to that all the time. But it is so important that we recognize that we are in this spiritual realm, that we're operating not in the carnal, but in the spiritual realm. Paul talks about this in Corinthians and in Ephesians, he talks about this. But what we live in, it's a spiritual realm. So we can't look at things the way they appear because it goes deeper, it goes beyond that. You can't let your flesh or your enemy convince you that what you see is reality because what you see at times is not always reality. Because what we see sometimes is a storm and loneliness and hopelessness. But God sees something very beautiful. God sees something very beautiful. But it's during these times that I've seen and I've even experienced that we get entangled with the yoke of bondage again. It's in those times of hardship and it's in those times of refining and growing and pruning that we turn to the very things that God has delivered us from sometimes and it captures us and brings us captive. And what God had delivered and what we had brought captive at one time brings us captive back. And that's not the will of God. And if you're in that place this morning, you, that is not the will of God. God does not want that upon your life. And there is hope. And there is restoration. And there is peace. And there is joy. I know you might not feel it. You might not see it. But God's making a way. As we speak right now, there's literally angels flowing in this place. Ministering angels. Moving throughout and speaking to you. God's spirit is touching people. God's got a plan for you. He's got a calling and an anointing for you that you can never imagine. And here's the thing. If he would show you what he wanted to do in your life, I think all of us here would probably run away and be like, I can't handle that. There's no way I can do that. So he just gives us enough to keep coming. He gives us enough to keep coming. He shows us a little bit, a little bit. Just keep coming, my son. Keep coming, my daughter. Keep walking. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Don't, don't go back to those things. I know you think you can find comfort in it. I know you think it's going to be easier. Don't do that. You keep fighting. Just put one foot in front of the other. Be a good soldier. Keep fighting. Don't give up. 
Keep going. Do not get entangled with that yoke of bondage again. But this is why we need to be intentional every single day that we're in his presence. Every single day we need to make it a point to tap into the Holy, Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost here this morning, I'm telling you what, you're missing out. I'm telling you what, God went to the cross for you. He made it personal when he shed his blood on that cross and he stayed, they crucified him. If you've not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you will have a chance to receive the Holy Ghost today. You will have a chance to receive this joy, this peace, this victory, this dominion, this supernatural anointing from God today. But we need to be intentional every single day to get into his presence, to speak with tongues. We need to be intentional to get in his word and let his word speak to us. We need to pray every single day because when you do that, you start to put on the whole armor of God Paul talks about. I'm not trying to be mean, but I'll be blunt. And I, if I think that I can go throughout this world without putting the armor of God on, that's very foolish of me. If I think that I'm strong enough and spiritual enough just to wake up and pray for five to ten minutes and go out my daily business, then I'm a fool. And it's good to be foolish sometimes. I think all of us have a part of being fool, a fool. But we need to put the whole armor of God on. We need to put on the head of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Let our loins be girt about with truth. Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. Every single day we need to do this because there is a battle that we're fighting and it's very spiritual. We cannot fight it with flesh and blood. But what it's going to take, it's going to take us to get on our knees or wake up and start walking around and start to intercede for your loved ones, start to intercede for your family, for the children of God, for the body of Christ, for yourself, to get into his presence every day. And I know if you've been doing this for a while, I know that can be even hard at times. But it's necessary. It's so necessary to do. Because when you don't do that, that's when you start fading and slipping away. It's like quicksand. You slowly start to flow or drown. You slowly start to sink and sink and sink. Before then, it's pretty soon it's just too late. You don't even realize you're sinking. That's the trick of the enemy. That's deception. Reading a chapter a day in the Bible, that's good, but we need more than that. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond the 10-minute prayer. But we can get to a place where we're just in quicksand. And it seems like we're just slowly sinking and sinking. We don't even realize it until it's too late. And then we're crying out for God. Our hands are reached out and we look at how did I get myself to this situation? How did I get myself to this place? How did I get myself entangled with this again? How did it happen? It didn't happen overnight, but it was a slow fade. That's why it's so crucial to get into the presence of God, prayer. Get into the word of God. But we cannot entertain those thoughts of giving up and throwing in the towel when we get them. Do not, saint of God, beloved, 
I beseech you, when you get those thoughts of throwing in the towel and giving up, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Do not entertain those thoughts. Rebuke those thoughts in Jesus' name. It is not the will of God for you to give up. It is not the will of God for you to give up. The apostles were persecuted. They were beaten. They were thrown into prison. And some were even stoned. They were killed. But that didn't stop them from doing the business of God. That didn't stop them from following Jesus either. a matter of fact, it encouraged them. (laughs) That's the difference between now and then. It encouraged them. Acts 5 verse 40. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak the name of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And let them go. Listen what they did. This is radical. This is what I want. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They rejoiced. (laughs) because they got beat. They rejoiced because they got persecuted. They weren't sitting in the corner sucking their thumb and crying and whining about it because they had a made-up mind. And uh, I'm not trying to be hard on you this morning, but I I am tired of spiritual powders. I'm tired of that. And I'm accused of even doing that, pouting spiritually. Oh, God, woe is me. And we, there's times we go through that. But we got to stand firm in the promises of God. And God has promised people here certain things in your life. And you have not seen it come to pass. But that does not mean that he's done with you yet. It will come to pass. If you are faithful and you continue to be a soldier, there's healing here, spiritual healing, physical healing that God has promised you, prophetically spoken it into your life. And you haven't seen it yet, but it will come to pass in Jesus' name. And I believe that. And it says, the apostles, they continued daily in the temple and in every house. They ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. When was the last time that I got beaten for Jesus? (laughs) Or beaten for the gospel. When was the last time somebody laid stripes on me for the gospel? When was the last time I rejoiced about being in a storm? When's the last time I rejoiced about not getting one of my prayers answered? When's the last time you rejoiced about you not seeing something you really wanted to happen? They don't make sense. It's ludicrous. And our carnal thinking and and, and the emotional state of being that we all are at certain times in our life, that does not make sense. But in God's eyes, but in God's eyes, we need to be thankful for everything. Even in the bad times, in the good times, it is very imperative. 1 Thessalonians Thessalonians 5.18, it says, in everything give thanks. Why? Like, and everything give thanks? Why would I want to give thanks when, when, I, when I lose people I love in my life? Why would I want to give thanks when I'm going through the hardest storm in my life and I can't feel God, I can't feel his presence, I don't see any of my prayers being answered? Matter of fact, I feel further away from God than I've ever felt before. Why would I want to give thanks to that? 
That's how sometimes our thinking is. But it says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Why? Because God knows there's something very supernatural happens when you got everything facing you and it's against you, but you refuse to fall down and you lift up your hand. You say, Jesus, I thank you for your mercy and I thank you for loving me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your financial blessings. Thank you for my family. And you start thanking him in the storm. Something happens because your perspective changes. Your vision changes and faith is introduced and then you can start walking in the realm of faith and you can start walking in the realm of the supernatural and then that's when you start seeing those miracles for God to happen. When you have faith, yeah, hey, my brother will get saved and he will get baptized in Jesus' name. Hey, my children will come back to God. They will get saved. My spouse will get it right. I will get it right with God and be right. With him. Psalms 95, verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. When we're thankful in the bad times, it helps us to see and it takes our focus off our situation and focus on God's plan for us. You see, it's very hard. To see the light when there's nothing but darkness around you. When you can't sleep because you have the thoughts of anxiety and fear. In unpleasant situations that you go through in life. When it feels like the whole world is against you. God's forgotten about you. It's hard to see the light. But this is why David so it says in Psalms 23, verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You want to know what God sees when, when we feel like giving up? God sees an opportunity to make a miracle happen. That's what God sees. God says this is the perfect opportunity for me to make a miracle happen. So don't lose hope, my friend. Try not to lose sleep any more than you have to. Because when you feel like giving up, he has the opportunity to make a miracle happen again in your life. Don't lose hope. You can trust and you can believe that he hears your prayers. He is not forsaken you. He has not forgotten about you. He loves you. And because he loves you, he takes us through certain things in life to strengthen us and to prove us that he loves us. But just remember, it's always the darkest. It's always the darkest before the sun rises. Right before that miracle comes, it seems like it's always the darkest, doesn't it? And you might be there this morning, but it's 
I'm telling you, God is going to shine his light upon you today. He's not only going to shine upon you, but he's going to shine upon your situation. And something is going to switch in the atmosphere today. Something is going to happen in your life today. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I wonder if someone feels like that this morning. If you're here today and you feel like you cannot take it anymore, you're in the right place. Let's stand. If you just feel like you're crawling and you're making it by the skin of your teeth and you're wondering where God's at, you're wondering if he's even heard your prayers. You're wondering, how can I just keep going and going? I can't keep doing this day in and day out. Something needs to happen in my life. I'm here to tell you, something is going to happen in your situation. There's a situation right now that you're thinking of, and God's going to change that for you if you allow him to. If you participate in this altar call, Somebody say participate. That means you need to join in. Sitting like this, that's not participating. This, that's not participating because you're distracted. But what I want and all I ask for you today as, I, as the musicians come and the music starts to play, I'm going to open these altars. And if you want restoration, if you want a refresh of the Holy Ghost, a renewing of the Holy Ghost in your life, I beseech you, brother and sister, that you would come to this altar. And if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in tongues, as the Bible teaches in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, I will let you know that you have access to the Holy Ghost. And there's only one thing that is required to you receiving the Holy Ghost. And that is this, that you give up everything to him. That you come to him with a heart of repentance. And you cry out to him and say, God, I am so sorry for the things that I've done. Please forgive me and have mercy upon me. But it goes beyond words and it transitions into a lifestyle. And when you repent, not only does it come out of your mouth, but it's a change in the way that you think and it's a change in the direction that you're walking. And you start walking towards God. And you make a decision that you're not going to be entangled with the things of this world, but you're going to walk towards God. And you're going to be pleasing to Him. Because God wants to restore every single person in this place. God wants to renew everyone with the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm talking about a renewing of the Holy Ghost that, that is going to be something you've never experienced before. It's going to go beyond just speaking in tongues a little bit. It's going to go beyond just your hands feeling the tingly shakes. It's going to go beyond that. And something supernatural, something is going to break in the spiritual realm. And you're going to know it. You're going to feel it. And you're going to see it. And it's going to change things in your life. So friends, beloved, I open this altar to you.
And I invite you to this altar. And as we come to this altar, we are going to pray a prayer of faith that God would pour out His Spirit in an unprecedented way. We are going to pray that God will move the mountains that are in our lives right now. We're going to pray that God will remove those mountains. We're going to pray for that renewing that we've been searching for. We're going to pray for that door to be open that we've been longing for. And God is going to do something very supernatural and very something very special here today. But as we come, as we come, come to the altar. And this is what we're going to do. I want every single person in this altar, when we start praying, what we're going to do is we're all going to raise our hands. And we're all going to close our eyes. No, I'm not Brother Robinette, but it does work. And we are going to focus everything that we have on Jesus. And as we start to pray and as we start to repent out loud, something is going to shift in the atmosphere. You're going to feel something shift. And God's going to do something very, very special. How many of you guys believe that right now? So I wonder right now, every eye closed, every hand raised, every head lifted, why don't we just start to repent right now and we come to God humbly. God, we come to you right now. We pray that you would forgive us of our sins, God. God, we pray that you would forgive us of the unfaithfulness that we've had, Lord. That you would help us, God. We need you. We're desperate for you. We cannot continue on living the way we're living. God, I refuse to do those same things over and over again. But I need more of you and less of my flesh in my life, God. I'm tired of feeling depression and anxiety and condemnation. God, I want peace and I want joy and I want hope. God, and I petition right now and I pray that you would forgive me of all my unfaithfulness and all my sins, God. The things that I've done that I know I shouldn't have done. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the authority of your word and the power in the name of Jesus Christ and the anointing of the name of Jesus Christ, God, I impart faith and boldness and authority into this atmosphere. I speak to doubt. I speak to fear and anxiety, and I rebuke it. I speak hope, joy, restoration, peace, and healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, go on, just cry out to Him. Go on, go on, go beyond your flesh and tap into His Spirit. <laughs>